Hello, and welcome to Offstage, your one-stop shop for all things musical theater. My name is Ben Hoover, and I love musical theater. I started this podcast because, one, I wanted to put all of my extra coronavirus time into something a little more productive, and two, as much as I love musical theater, I love talking about it even more, so I hope you'll stick around and listen to me discuss all of my favorite shows. Now, my plan is, every week, I will listen to a musical and then sit down and talk about it, what I liked, what I didn't like, who I'd love to see cast in the show, you get the gist. However, for this, the inaugural episode, I thought I'd sit down and talk about some of my favorite shows so you all can get a gist of what this podcast will be like and I can get some practice in before actually starting. So, let's get into it. Here are my top 10 favorite shows as of April 2020. Number 10, The Producers. The Producers is probably one of the funniest shows ever written. I love everything about this musical, from the hysterical characters to the brilliant songs to the sparkly swastikas. Now, I actually had the opportunity to be in this show, and I absolutely loved it. I mean, where else do you get to play an old lady, a Nazi, and a gay set designer all in one show? Now, I considered placing Mel Brooks as Young Frankenstein in this slot, but I thought that The Producers is really Mel Brooks at his best. Every line in this show is a memorable line that will leave you laughing through to the very end, and the songs will stick in your head well after you leave the theater, and that is a good thing for this show. The Producers actually held the record for most Tony nominations, taking 15 nominations in the 2001 Tony Awards before Hamilton came along and barely slid past with 16 nominations in 2016. So, The Producers definitely holds its own amongst the titans of musical theater history. Also, Keep It Gay is some of the best stage direction I've ever heard. Number 9, Jesus Christ Superstar. Now, Andrew Lloyd Webber presents one of his best musicals with this rock opera based on the last seven days in the life of Jesus Christ. It is an incredible retelling of one of the most widely known stories ever told. Now, one of my favorite things about this show is that really, the only thing you need to appreciate the incredible vocals and the powerful lyrics packed into this show is the original concept album. Now, my two personal favorite songs are the titular Jesus Christ Superstar and Jesus's incredible power ballad, Gethsemane. But, you know, you also can't forget about King Herod's song. So many great songs in this show. And there's really a great depth that's given to the characters in Jesus Christ Superstar. You really get to see more of the people behind the famous characters of Jesus and Judas, King Herod, Mary Magdalene, and Pontius Pilate. It's wonderful. If I did have to recommend a live version of this show, definitely check out the NBC live recording with John Legend, Sarah Bareilles, Brandon Victor Dixon, and a pretty fantastic performance by Alice Cooper. Jesus Christ Superstar is definitely a top fave for me. Number eight. Phantom of the Opera. Oh, look, another Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. Now, I probably wouldn't be mentioning this musical if it wasn't for the current COVID-19 pandemic. Every weekend, Andrew Lloyd Webber's team is uploading recordings of all of his great musicals while we're all in quarantine. And so after many years, I rewatched Phantom for the first time and I remembered how awesome it really is. Andrew Lloyd Webber blends opera and rock in a way that feels so natural and so right. There's not one song on the Phantom album that I couldn't listen to on repeat you have music of the night past the point of no return all i ask of you heck even the overture is an essential piece of musical theater i adore every single note it's all there and it's perfect there is a reason this show has been running since the 80s now there are a few plot things that i see some people get hung up on but if you can suspend your disbelief and listen to this absolute spectacle that the musical is i assure you you will be blown out of the water. There is so much love here for Phantom of the Opera. Number seven, 
Aladdin. Now, Aladdin holds a special place in my heart because it's not only one of the best Disney musicals ever created, but it's also the first Broadway show that I ever saw. Aladdin is both my favorite Disney movie and my favorite Disney musical. Now, when I first listened to the show back when the cast album came out in 2014, I was a little concerned with both how the show would translate to the stage, but also how they could work the genie without the talents of Robin Williams. And somehow, they pulled it off spectacularly. James Monroe Iglehart is an icon and did what Will Smith tried to do and made the genie his own character without making the audience wish they were watching Robin Williams. The songs that they added, by the way, are A+. I think that A Million Miles Away is just as good as A Whole New World. And the song that they add in the very beginning of the show, Behind These Palace Walls, is so incredible. I had the opportunity to see Adam Jacobs, who played uh, Aladdin in the original Broadway cast. He, he sang Proud of Your Boy in Disney World about a year ago, and I got to see it, and it was absolutely amazing. This is a show that I think must be seen on stage. The opening and the Act 1 finale of Friend Like Me must be watched in all of their glory. So if you're going to New York and you haven't picked a show yet, pick Aladdin. It's great. Number six, La Cage a Fall. This is a wonderful show that I don't think is given enough credit. La Cage a Fall is an incredible musical, and if you've ever seen The Birdcage, starring Robin Williams and Nathan Lane, it's that, but a musical. La Cage a Fall is literally French for The Cage of Birds, and this musical is heartwarming and hysterical. It will have you smiling ear to ear throughout the whole thing. Now, there are so many songs in this musical that I could talk on and on about. There's the LGBT plus anthem of I Am What I Am, and it is beautiful. There's Song on the Sand, which is one of my go-to love ballads. There's the opening, which I think many fans of the musical Cabaret will enjoy, where the owner of the nightclub introduces you to all of its wonderful drag queens. However, there's the song that I think we could all use nowadays, and that's The Best of Times. Near the end of the show, one of the main characters, Alban, dressed in drag, sings the this lovely tune and is able to sway over everyone in the audience he sings the best of times is now what's left of summer but a faded rose so make this moment last because the best of times is now oh i love it not to mention the book which is written by the incredible harvey firestein who also wrote the book for newsies and kinky boots he writes some of the best characters of all time and i definitely think that lacage deserves more hype after the break, we'll come back and discuss my top five favorite musicals. Offstage is brought to you by Sparkly Swastikas and Drag Queens. Alright, here we go. Number five, Hamilton. It should surprise no one to find this one on my list. Hamilton is the musical of my lifetime that has revolutionized the stage musical. In the way that Shakespeare gave us Hamlet and Sondheim gave us Into the Woods, Lin-Manuel Miranda gave us Hamilton. With such incredibly strong lyrical power, he can make you cry just by counting to ten in French. Now, some people will diss on Hamilton because of the hype surrounding it, but once you become well-versed in its brilliant story structure, including the foreshadowing and the wonderful musical motifs, you will appreciate Hamilton for its brilliant nature. I love everything about this musical. It grips your attention from that very first dun 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 dun, dun to the very last note. I cannot wait to see the visual recording of the original cast, which is dropping sometime next year. I cannot wait. Number four. 
Assassins. This is my favorite Sondheim show, and it has slept upon so heavily. Sondheim is at his lyrical and musical best in Assassins. Any show that can make you step back and look at some of the worst people in history with a new light is a show that deserves to be listened to. Assassins tells the story of all the attempted and successful United States presidential assassinations. It is a story of an angry group of people, but is also the story of the resilience of the country. It is a love letter to all the things that, that make Sondheim great. His lyrical prowess, listen to the story, hear it in the song. Angry men don't write the rules, and guns don't write the wrongs. That's from the Ballad of Booth, which is an early song in the show and I adore it. Sondheim exercises great love for his country, but also acknowledges the blemishes of its history, those left behind by its leaders, those driven to anger by a system that doesn't understand, and those just wanting to achieve the American dream. I adore Assassins, and I do not see enough love for it. If you have not listened to Assassins, Go listen to Assassins. I will say it once. I will say it a thousand times. This show is loved by anyone who hears it. I love it so much, and you will too. Number three, Les Miserables, one of the greatest musicals of all time. Les Mis takes Victor Hugo's behemoth of a novel and uses it to tell one of the best stories ever told on stage. Claude Michel Schoenberg and Alain Boublil, oh, French is not my language, they write the most beautiful and powerful music imaginable. You've got One Day More, Stars, On My Own, Do You Hear the People Sing? All incredible pieces that when played in a group of theater nerds gets diaphragms belting and hearts pounding. I'll go long stretches without listening to Les Mis, and then every time I come back to it, I'll hear something new, and I'll come away with a brand new appreciation for it. This happened to me recently, and I was listening to the finale of Les Mis, and the chorus sings the lines, Do you hear the people sing? Say, do you hear the distant drums? It is the future that they bring when tomorrow comes. And the chorus swells, and they all sing this one note in the most chilling harmony ever written, and they sing, Tomorrow comes, and I realize to myself that we are tomorrow. We have come, and we have heard the people sing, and we will take on their spirit long after the stage is empty. Uh, it sticks with me, I tell you. Now, one of my other favorite things about Les Mis is I actually got to see it in Mexico City, and I have to say, even though I don't speak a lick of Spanish, it still held up and was absolutely incredible. Number two, Something Rotten. Now, I am a little biased. I was supposed to be in this show before COVID-19 shut down the theater I was doing it at. However, it is probably my favorite modern musical. Something Rotten is a love letter to theater, past and present. It takes place in Renaissance England and follows the Bottom Brothers, two down-on-their-luck playwrights, as they try and take on the giant of the stage, William Shakespeare. Now, with the help of a soothsayer, they unwittingly put on a musical, which is supposed to be Shakespeare's biggest hit, but the message gets lost in translation, and they end up putting on Omelette instead of Hamlet. Oh, it's so funny. If you haven't listened to Something Rotten, go correct that mistake right now. It is a hysterical show that references music theater left and right in a brilliant show that you are bound to love. I also have to mention the cast album. Brian Darcy James and Christian Borle are absolutely brilliant, and I love seeing the pairing of them on stage. I adore something rotten. Listen to all of the songs. Musical is great. Hard to be the bard, even better. 
Ugh, go listen to it if you haven't already. And my number one favorite show right now, Cats the Musical. Nah, I'm just kidding. Actually, my favorite show right now is Man of La Mancha. Man of La Mancha is the retelling of the classic Spanish story Don Quixote, a man driven insane by stories of chivalry, and he dons his own rusty armor and sets out into the world to right all wrongs as the brave knight Don Quixote de la Mancha. It is a fantastic show with an incredible soundtrack to boot. The strong opening, I, Don Quixote, in which Don Quixote and his neighbor Sancho Panza sally forth into the world, is on the level of the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song in terms of adventure and excitement. The character of the woman whom Don Quixote falls in love is named Aldanza, but Don Quixote thinks her to be the beautiful princess Dulcinea, and she sings two of my favorite songs in the show, two incredible songs about love and lost, and the two songs, What Does He Want of Me and Aldanza. However, the best song in the show is the culmination at the end of Act One, in which Don Quixote sums up his quest. It is, of course, the impossible dream. To right the unrightable wrong, to love pure and chaste from afar, to try when your arms are too weary, to reach the unreachable star. It's beautiful. It is this resilience that brings me back to Man of La Mancha. I'll listen to its soundtrack and come back every time, hoping to do just a little bit more good in this world than I do bad. So give Man of La Mancha a listen. I think it's a message we could all use right now. Well, that's going to finish up this, the first episode of Offstage the Musical. I hope you liked it. I certainly had a lot of fun talking about these, some of my favorite shows of all time. If you like this episode, let me know. You can find me on Twitter at Hoover double underscore Ben, because Hoover underscore Ben was already taken. You can find me on Instagram at Hoover.Ben, and on TikTok at BenHoover246. I'll see you next time for more songs and shows on Offstage.